Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers. We are all about empowering you, our entrepreneurial audience, to help take your business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us. If you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen. We have the top five leadership expert and speakers in the country on the show, Mr. Mark Sanborn. Mark shared with us some incredible strategies, both on becoming a high-performer leader in your company and how to be a world-class speaker. So make sure to check out my interview with Mark. Before we start today's show, I want to make everybody aware that at the end of the show, I'm actually going to be doing something that I've never done before and introducing something that I've never introduced before. So make sure to stay all the way to the end. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who is arguably one of the top sales trainers on the planet that's right, on the planet, and is a legend in the sales training and speaking arenas. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Jeffrey Gittimer. Jeffrey, are you ready to rock? I am, but I don't want to say arguably one of the best. I would like to just make it definitive. Jeffrey Gittimer is one of the top sales trainers in the world. He is the author of multiple New York Times bestsellers, including The Sales Bible, The Little Red Book of Selling, The Little Black Book of Connections, and The Little Gold Book of Yes!, Jeffrey's books have been appearing on bestseller lists more than 850 times and have sold millions of copies worldwide. Jeffrey's customers include Coca-Cola, Caterpillar, BMW, Verizon, Hilton, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and BMW, and IBM, just to name a few. Jeffrey's message is being seen, read, or listened to by over 1 million individuals per week. He's got online sales training, which we'll talk about here in a minute a weekly eZine newsletter with more than 250,000 subscribers called Sales Caffeine, not to mention his YouTube channel and the dozens and dozens of speaking events he speaks at every single year, and not to mention he's also a member of the prestigious National Speakers Association Hall of Fame. And as an aside, I had the opportunity to meet Jeffrey a few years ago now during a speaking convention in St. Louis with, of course, Jeffrey Gittimer, Eric Thomas, and John Maxwell. We took a photo together, and uh, fast forward a few years, I reached out to Jeffrey and his team just a few weeks ago, asking if he'd like to be a guest on Success Hackers, and here we are. So, Jeffrey, welcome to the program. And thank you, uh, Scott, for setting such low expectations for this talk. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to deliver, my friend. <laughs> I know you're a huge baseball fan. You probably will never make the Baseball Hall of Fame, but you did make the National Speaker Hall of Fame. What's it like being a Hall of Famer? 
First of all, you get voted in by your peers. At first, I didn't really think a whole lot of it until I was turned down about seven or eight times. And finally, I got in, and it's a pretty elite group, Scott. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a bunch of people who are really good at what they do. I'm now on the selection committee, so I can tell you that nobody that I believe shouldn't be getting entry for the next couple of years will get entry. But I think more importantly, it's just an honor that you have you wear with pride. You know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've worked at my trade for more than 20 years. I have done thousands of talks and sold millions of books, and it was an award that I deserved. I didn't get it because I just fell off a boat and, you know, somebody – um, you know, pushed me to the front of the line. I got there because I stood on line. And, you know, you, you pay your dues. I, I certainly didn't lose an arm or a leg. This is not like a Purple Heart thing. But it is something that your peers recognize you as one of the best, and so they vote you into their club. Well, on behalf of all the Hacker Nation community, Jeffrey and myself, you know, definitely uh, congrats on that. That's a huge accomplishment. I know you're a huge proponent of adding massive value and asking great questions in the sales conversation. Mm -hmm. What's a stupid question most people ask, but they shouldn't? What's a really great question that maybe sales folks aren't asking? I'm a believer in value first. So if you read my blog or you read my column or you read a book of mine or you go to my Twitter or you go to my YouTube, you can find hours and hours of my stuff for free. So I'm putting my value into the marketplace in order to create attraction. That's how the marketplace works nowadays. It used to be when there was no social media, you had to attract people through something in print. Now print is pretty much dead. Not everyone thinks it's dead. Those are the people still printing newspapers and yellow pages. Otherwise, it's dead. <laughs> my statement is with the death of newspapers, puppies will no, have no place to get housebroken. All right, Jeffrey, in your book, The Sales Bible, you talk about how to use the top social media platforms to create inbound leads. And again, I know you're everywhere, and I want to talk to you about that here in a minute. But if someone's listening and they're saying, man, Jeffrey is on every single platform. I mean, you, you mentioned it in the beginning, Scott, where he's 250 subscribers on Sales Caffeine, and you got millions of other listeners and readers and YouTube and everything else. I'm just getting going, or I'm a year or two in. I know there's a lot of social media platforms, but I am confused. What would you tell that person on where they can maybe start right off the bat? Stop watching television, start studying the Internet, and get less confused. When you were in algebra class, your teacher went over a bunch of crap on the blackboard that you thought was absolutely Greek until you went home and did two pages worth of problems. And by the middle of the first page or the end of the first page, you got it, and you just rush through the rest. And the Internet is no different. If you're not playing on it, if you're not playing with it, if you're not playing in it, something's drastically wrong. So I'm going to give you an idea. Everybody listening has a mailing list, whether it's 100 people or 1,000 people or 10,000 people. They have a list of email addresses. Open your Twitter account, tweet a few things, get your mailing list together, and put five things that you intend to tweet and send it to your entire list. Say, hey, guys, hi, buds, hi, friends. I'm on Twitter now. Here's some examples of the things that I intend to tweet. If you'd like more of this, click here and follow me. And that will get you 100 Twitter followers in about an hour and a half. Now you're on your way. But the object of Twitter is not to tweet. The object of Twitter is to be retweeted. 
So you can't put the bunch of crap in there about you. You can only do that maybe once out of every five or seven times. You put value messages into your Twitter, send it out to your audience, and maybe the guy that's that's looking for you will either find your hashtag for something that you think is an important topic, or they'll just be a connection of yours and go, you know, i got to send this out to my connections. And eventually you build your base. Yeah, Hacker Nation, what a great piece of advice. And to Jeffrey's point, I know a lot of times, like I mentioned, you, you know, you can be completely overwhelmed with what should I be, should I be blogging? Should I be on YouTube? Should I be on Periscope? Should I be writing books? Should I be, and you, you've done all those things, Jeffrey, but I know that you didn't do those things in the very beginning. You mastered your craft at one or two things. What was the, when you look at your business currently, and again, you're everywhere, I get that, but how do you do it all? I know you have a big team and it's helping you, but from, from yeah, your, from the leader's perspective, what's the most profound platform for your business? LinkedIn is probably my most profound platform, but it's a tie between, uh, Twitter and Facebook, excuse me, Twitter and YouTube as to what helps me the most. But LinkedIn will breed my other connections. I have, you know, most people have 2,800 connections on LinkedIn. I have about 27,000 LinkedIn connections. And keep in mind, all the stuff that I'm talking about, everything from Twitter to Facebook to YouTube to LinkedIn, it's free still. Right. It's The only investment that you have is an investment in time, or if you choose to use a consultant to help you along your way, I've done that. I have a Twitter consultant, and uh, he's amazing. They don't tweet anything for me that I didn't write. I write my own stuff. They just time the tweets. But they also tweet quotes by George Washington and things about, you know, business and industry. They pick a dozen things to tweet about. I pick about five dozen things to tweet about and I, they amalgamate those things into a, into a, um, uh, you know, some kind of, of sequence and it goes out and, I, and as a result, I gain followers. And I gained lots of them. But the, I'll tell you, the ones that get retweeted the most are the ones I do. So yesterday, I tweeted, two kinds of animals never forget, elephants and customers. Service is not a sideshow. It's a main event. Hashtag Gittimer, hashtag Google me. I got 25 retweets and 23 likes. What that means is that, that 50 people sent my stuff out to their people. And somehow or another, that gains me more followers. Whether it's a hundred a day or fifty a day, whatever it is, I get more. I get more followers. I, I challenge you if, you: if you want something to, if you want a hack, here's a hack. If the television show that you're watching has no way of doubling your income, you might want to reconsider. Spoken from the man that's been doing this for over thirty years, Hacker Nation. Listen to what he has to say, and that's one thing for me personally. It's made such a huge difference. I, I actually listened to Jeffrey speak a few years back, actually further than that, that he doesn't even know about. And he said this at one one speaking event, and I took it to heart. And uh, for the last few years, and I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that I'm holier than now, and I know Jeffrey's not either for him, but for us, if you're trying to build wealth and create you know, businesses, et cetera, I love what Jeffrey just said. And it's so true, though. What, what are you watching TVs for? The average person, the average American watches four and a half hours of TV a night. For what reason? What's the point? Because they have they have no agenda. They yeah. have no game plan. They have no desire to do. It's so much easier to just flop down. You know the old Jim Rohn quote: "If it's easy to do, it's easy not to do." Jeffrey, we love our aha moments here on Success Hackers. Was there an aha or a light bulb moment that you knew that you were onto something really big with 
creating this massive brand. Maybe it was after the huge success of the Little Red Book of Sales or any other time. Can you share with us maybe that aha when, light bulb when, moment? Yeah, I can tell you. Beginning with the Little Red Book, all of my books were printed in China. I get a box of books back, my first box of books back from China. You know, they air freight you some while they're on the boat coming over. And they air freighted me a carton of the Little Red Book of Selling. And I opened the box of books up and I started to cry. Baby, I knew. I knew exactly what was going to happen and I knew exactly when it was going to happen. And that, that book got on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list and stayed there for 103 straight weeks. Wow. And right now, you know, the Little Red Book of Selling is the best selling sales book of all time. I, I can't say grace over that enough, but if there's an, if there was a turning point, that was the turning point. All right, Jeffrey, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? No, but go ahead. Thank you. Give it a whack, Scott. (laughs) I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. So let's get deep, Mr. Jeffrey Gittimer. Do you remember the time when you failed, maybe even almost wanted to give up somewhere along the line, but you actually used that one failure as the fuel to your success fire? I think it's fair to start before failure. I am a disciple of Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. If you go to Napoleon Hill VT, virtualtraining.com, NapoleonHillVT.com, you'll see a course that I helped create about Think and Grow Rich where I've done an introduction to each chapter and you get Napoleon Hill to either read or to you read the chapter. And then I tell you how to put this into your life. In 1972, everything turned around to where no matter what happened to me, they couldn't take away my attitude. That was the precursor to failure because I have been bankrupt, but not bankrupt of attitude. And in 1988, I sort of had to turn things around. Well, I'm way past that now. In fact, almost 30 years past that. But you never forget when the shit hit the fan. Never forget that. And I was down, but not out. I was challenged, but not negative. Uh, to quote one of my mentors, the great Glenn Turner, I got better, not bitter. And I think that's where people have to be, no matter whether you've just lost a sale or your house. I mean, there's, there's very little difference. You know, you lost, plain and simple. You know, how do you feel when your sports team lost? How do you feel when, how do you feel when the Cubbies lose? You know, it's a, it's a situation where you have to face it for yourself, not just through a sports team. You manifest it through the sports team, but you have to deal with it when it's yourself. My takeaway from what you said, Jeffrey, is you've, you know, you fail, you come up, you come up against it like a lot of people, most people, sure. all people do. Sure. So when someone's listening right now, maybe they're up against it in their own business. They're listening to you. They're listening to us here on the podcast. But they're going, man, I, I, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. What's maybe one strategy or one mindset piece you can share with that person? The strategy is you have to do, you have to, at some point you abandon everything and concentrate on working to succeed and not futilely working to succeed, but you have to work on your sales numbers because no business ever cut their way to success. You have to sell your way to success. And if you're finding that you can't do that, you may have made the wrong call. You may have done the wrong thing, but most people haven't. And I'm going to give you the, the secret to this whole process is 
Instead of blaming things and blaming circumstance, take responsibility for it. It's easy to say something like, the customer didn't call me back. That's stupid. Why didn't the customer call you back? That's the big answer, isn't it? That's the big question. Why didn't they call you back? And if you can figure that out, if you can figure out why they didn't call you back, then all the rest of your customers will call you back. So if you're getting the same, you know, head up against the wall, banging up against the wall a hundred times, dude, it ain't them. It's you. Fantastic. Jeffrey, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. You just shared one success hack, but I want to, I want to take you a little bit further as the, sure. one of the top sales trainers on the planet. I know you have all these things, these online sales trainings, et cetera, et cetera. Let us peek inside this online sales training for a second. Share with us one or two success hacks or strategies that you teach your team on how to actually close more business. Well, the first thing that I teach is not strategically how to sell. I teach all of my, whatever you want to call them, students, um, people that subscribe to my online service or read my stuff, I teach why people buy. And the reason I teach that is because the salesperson is concentrating on all kinds of stupid bullshit about open, probe, present, overcome objections and close and not even know why the customer wants this. I'm going to, I, I'll listen, I buy sports autographs. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a classic example and then we can go from there. Cool? Yes. I go to a dealer at a sports show and I see a Wilt Chamberlain autograph. And I say, wow, that's really a nice autograph. I, I'm interested in it. How much is it? He goes, well, it's 300, but you can have it for 150. I said, all right, I'll take it. I go to the next booth and the guy, I see a Wilt Chamberlain autograph and I say, how much is that? He goes, it's 300. And I say, well, what's your, what's your best price? He goes, 150. I said, all right, I'll take it. Then I go to the third booth and I see a Will Chamberlain autograph and I say, how much is that? He goes, it's 300. I said, what's your best price? He goes, it's 300. I said, all right, I'll take it. Now, all three of those guys were wrong. All three were wrong because if the guy would have said, why are you interested in this autograph? I would have said, well, when I was a kid, I was 11 years old. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain came to our summer camp and I got him to sign a postcard and I wrote it home to my parents. Dear mom and dad, I played ball with Wilt the Stilt today. He signed this postcard. Please save this autograph. Love, Jeff. Now, my mom saved it for 25 years. And the guy goes, oh, now I understand. Yeah, I had 300 in this autograph, but for you, it's 500. Take it or leave it. And I said, I'll take it. <laughs> Can you understand that? You don't know why the guy wants to buy. What are you doing? What the hell are you thinking? So... It's imperative for anybody in business or in trying to make sales that you find out the customer's real reason for wanting to buy. Because when you know their motive, you also know their urgency. You know, when the guy doesn't return your call, it's because you don't know what their urgency is. You don't know what their motive is. You're just a sales guy. And sales guys pretty much stand online and wait for the customer to say boo. And then you just, oh, boo, uh, me? Uh, what do I do now? Scott, it's so appropriate. You know, all three, all three of the examples that I gave you, you know, you're thinking, well, there's, it's got to lead to something. Right. They're all wrong. Even though the third guy got his price, he could have got more if he'd have just understood why. Normally I don't do this with the success hack portion, but I think this is fascinating. And I, I think that there's people listening right now saying, okay, I get that, but is what he's saying not having a 
price or a product price or a package already in place? Are you saying that you throw out a number to a potential customer no, no, on no. the dime? What, what I'm saying is when you sit, when you're sitting down with them, if you find out why they want what you're selling, mm-hmm. it's way more important than you trying to sell it. And it's way more important than you trying to find out, well, are you interested in it? You know, can we wrap this up today? I'm like, seriously, dude? Right. Punch you in the face. You know, if you want to know piss poor examples of sales, go to any car dealership. They, they don't, they totally don't get it. Or go to a department store where some guy's selling a refrigerator or something. They, they try to get you by the ankle and save you in the store if you're not going to be making the decision, quote, today. Jeffrey, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, I just want to remind all the listeners to stay to the very end of the show because I have something I want to bring to your attention. All right, Jeff, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Jeffrey Gittimer, are you ready for the randomness round? Baby, I'm born ready. I'm from Philly. Best advice you've ever received? I'm riding around in Chicago with a guy who was from the uh, CEO of a, a client of mine. And I said to him, you know, Mel, you're the, you, you, everything you touch turns to gold. And he just turned around, and looked at me, he goes, Jeffrey, hard work makes luck. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I wake up in the morning and I either write something or read something. First thing. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? I would say don't know everything when you're 25. Leave yourself open to learn. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? My parents were smart. Therefore, I am smart. All I did was harness my intelligence. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I'm a pretty good singer at a karaoke bar. You know, I love this portion of the randomness round because every single time someone comes on here and says that they're a good singer, it's customary, Jeffrey. Did we sing Take Me After the Ball Game? <laughs> that you have to belt out a tune or at least some some small part of a tune uh, out here on Success Hackers. I'm flying on an airplane and I'm sitting next to a guy and I say, what do you do? And he goes, um, I'm in a band. I said, really? What do you, what do you play? He goes, drums. I said, wow, would I know the name of the band? And he goes, yeah, Killers. And I said, wow, somebody told me you had a boyfriend that looks like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. And he was like high-fiving me. We became like actual friends in two seconds. I mean, where else but success hackers, Jeffrey, can you talk about success strategies and sales and also – the killers. The killers. <laughs> Damn right. I love the killers, by the way. <laughs> What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? The book that probably had the most impact on me as a human being is easily Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And anyone who's read that book will say exactly the same thing. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Um, my... Twitter guy is a company, is a guy named Josh Coffey, C-O-F-F-Y, um, and his company is flightmedia.co. He's a 23-year-old kid who dropped out of Ohio State University to start his business as a Twitter consultant and a, a Twitter guy, and he's amazing. 
Jeffrey, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. Thank this, you. This has been incredible. Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> I never realized I was on the hot seat, but thanks for telling us, Scott, in advance. <laughs> this has been incredible. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your time and also sharing these incredible success hacks and strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about everything that you have going on, Jeffrey? You can go anywhere on social media. Just go to Google and type in the words Jeffrey Gittimer, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-G-I-T-O-M-E-R. About 300,000 things will pop up, none bad. <laughs> and you can start by following, you know, I'm at Gittimer, I'm at Jeffrey Gittimer, I'm, you know, by Gittimer, uh, all one word, B-U-Y-G-I-T-O-M-E-R for YouTube. But just, you know, hack around. You'll find everything you need from me. I would also go to GittimerLearningAcademy.com, all one word, GittimerLearningAcademy.com, to check out my online training portal, learning portal, it's amazing. I mean, I have hundreds of hours of sales information and personal development information that will change your life. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Jeffrey, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. Also, when you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Before we end the show today, I want to make you aware of something that I mentioned earlier Besides being the creator and host here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. After years of working with small and mid-sized business owners, I've learned that there are five areas in every business where there's a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits. Here's the problem. For whatever reason, 99% of small business owners don't know anything about them and they're missing a gold mine because of it. After I discovered how bad this actually is, I now perform what I call 40-minute business makeovers where I can guarantee to find any small business owner at least $10,000 in their business in less than 40 minutes without them spending one cent on advertising or marketing. Well, now I want to make you aware of this to my loyal Hacker Nation listeners. So listen, gang, if any of you would like to earn at least ten grand or more this year in annual revenue in your business and every year moving forward, just go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com and sign up for your complimentary session. Oh, and by the way, more than half the time when I do these, I actually find business owners more than $50,000 and there's a good chance I'll be able to do that for you as well. So if you want one of these available spots, hurry up now and go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.